When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Wars The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're back. It's been a little while, but we did our preview episode. Now we have an actual episode of The Mandalorian to talk about. It's season three, episode one. Boy, chapter 17, The Apostate. Uh, Aaron, I don't know about you. I know all about being an apostate all about it i took my helmet yeah. off at one district convention and suddenly uh, i'm an apostate <laughs> i've been called an apostate to my face oh, by really? people from within the weird weird cult that we both belong to uh nice. no i and i gotta say i so there's two things one i i woke up the day this was released and this was getting panned by a lot of places, including my personal favorite yeah. television critic, Alan Seppenwall. Uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the whole book of Boba Fett of it all. And the curious things yep. that they were wanting to catch people up on the previous on and ones that they didn't. And kind of like how short the episode was after so long away from Mandalorian. Um, so I had all these in mind and my genuine kind of disappointment in the series uh, as, as a whole and, and where I, where I thought it was going to be, where it was, um and also the fact that like i really all i'm hoping for is for them to have something interesting to say about you know what it's like to try to forge an independent existence after you uh have been in some kind of high control group some kind of cult activity Mm -hmm. uh so i i was pleasantly surprised i actually i thought this episode looked amazing the action was fun Grogu continues to be really fun. There's some kind of freaky deaky stuff going on in the warp, which I think is like, I wonder if that's going to is just atmosphere or that's going somewhere. Um, yeah. And, and uh, the apostate man, I, 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 I'm digging it. Uh, wh- All right. Th- what, what do you think? Uh, I'm not as hot on it. I, I feel like all the unforced errors that they had by, by splitting this up and trying I don't know. I am. I'm so cynical, right? I'm looking at this. And I'm saying, well, if they didn't try this stupid Boba Fett thing, this would be much more uh, cohesive. It'd be less bumpy uh, road for them to run over. But here, they just like completely ignore some of the bumps um, and and clue you in on others in very redundant but necessary ways. Uh, with you know him happen to have another scene where we see like the recap the the armor says hey you took off your helmet you're no longer a mandalorian go bathe in the mines of mandalore and then in the episode proper they have to do it again i guess to catch you up but then it's super curious like the things they don't do which seem perhaps even maybe not more important but just as important like how did Grogu get back here last we saw in the Mandalorian 2 uh, season 2 Grogu was off with Luke training as a Jedi how did that happen the, the what what is this new ship he has right like none of this is mentioned anywhere in either the recap or in the actual episode proper so it's a very strange return to the Mandalorian I think like once you get over that, it's it's a fine episode. It it is what Mandalorian is, right? It has its good action scenes, in some cases. Um, it's I will say it moves almost too fast. It's it's very like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and it just kind of hits you with thing after thing after thing over and over. Um, which I guess you know it's not wasting time in a half hour episode of of Mandalorian in a season that only gets eight of them. Or 10 of them? I don't know. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought the episode was like, okay, but it really detracted all of the rough road they had to run over because of the stupid Book of Boba Fett stunt that they did. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, I just said on Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, that like I I was looking to see how Marvel was going to integrate the uh, Disney Plus television cinematic universe, the television cine- universe, and mm-hmm. the cinematic universe. And I feel like on a Marvel side, they're doing a very good job of. You know, like you didn't need a lot of context to understand who Kang was, even though he was previously mm-hmm. introduced in a de- different episode. And Kang's character kind of lends itself to that kind of like multifaceted reveal anyway. Totally. Here it just seemed like a very cynical ploy to get people to watch Book of Boba Fett. Like if, yeah. if you don't think it's required, we're going to show fully two and a half episodes of strictly Mandalorian content that's about him getting a new weapon and getting a new ship and all and, and reuniting with Grogu stuff that would have been things that have a, as a Mandalorian fan, you'd expect to, but clearly they're making a bank of like, well, if you watch the Mandalorian, you're definitely going to watch Boba Fett and va- vice versa. And they might not and, be wrong about that. It's just, I think they're wrong about that. Judging by browsing some subreddits and some reaction groups and just really some, are just people saying, tone. I'm confused. How did all this happen? Yeah, yeah. Or they might, I don't know. They Because you also can't tell how many people are like feigning just to score sure, points sure. about the stupid pop culture stuff. I, I don't know. But it, it does seem like uniquely um, a lot of things happen that wasn't, it, it's one thing if like mm-hmm. the Mandalorian shows up incidentally in the Boba Fett and they have an interaction. It's most, mostly about Boba Fett and not really about Mandalorian. And it might give you an appreciation yeah. of something, but whatever like that's the that's a classic comic book thing like you know you're in a fantastic four episode and the silver surfer stops by and he alludes to something you're not sure about oh see silver surfer issue number 365 to find out blah 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 mm-hmm. this yeah like when you were tiredly place the guy's ship in the central relationship off screen from the character's yeah. show's perspective it's kind of wild it's required but, reading at that point right <laughs> I had all that I had all that bitching pre calculated into this season's value. So it's it's sure it's 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 I think it's fine to say I think even adjusting for that, it's weird how they cut together the previously on. That's it's the weird. Thing that gets me. It's weird the shit that they decided to repeat and and uh reacquaint people with. Um but yeah, Boba Fett was just a disaster. Like, honestly, everything on the oh, Star yeah. Wars side, except for arguably parts of Mandalorian and Andor and, Andor, and probably the animated stuff, because I don't I don't yeah, deal yeah, with yeah. the animated stuff. I, I think it's kind of like a full blown fiasco. So, yeah, of course it is. Um, of course. And I don't want to dwell on it too long because um, the episode doesn't want to dwell on it at all. Uh, but yeah, it definitely that's the thing that I was here to really look at and say, how are they going to make this yeah. transition? Cause it seems difficult. Turns out. Yeah. They came off the pommel horse and landed on their head. So I guess that's how it goes. But I mean, as far as like this show, I think the Mandalorian just, it looks great. Um, I've seen stuff out of Obi-Wan that I think looks cheap. Uh, I've saw stuff out of Boba Fett that definitely looked cheap and just looks like crappy pre-production design. Um, Mandalorian is just always rock solid. It just fucking rolls at the rule of cool. Uh, the action is very cool. The characters are very cool. Uh, and what's uh-huh. not cool is just it just sickeningly cute. Like the, the oh Grogu getting scared in the warp and crawling into Mando's lap and thus nestling in without even waking up his dad is just like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's fucking cute. I'm sorry. Dan uh, him, his interactions with them, him trying to hug, you know, love uh, on the Enzellans who are full grown. And <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's some good, it's some good shit. Yeah. That, that did give me, I was laughing, having a good time with that. Uh, yeah. Action's good. I, I am curious to see where they go with this story. Like, it, it seems a pretty easy play to just say, well, Mando's going to bathe in the waters. He's got the Darksaber. He's going to lead the people. That seems like a natural story uh, line for him. But who knows what uh, hurdles he's going to encounter as we go along. He's going to be the thing that unifies the Mandalorians after... Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows how much time they've spent fractured and apart largely over it seems uh, cultural and religious differences, which I thought was interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Well, maybe we should get into the actual recap and we can talk about some of the stuff in depth. Do not remove your helmet. We'll be right back. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the way. Back to the podcast. Here's more Tribe of Two. Uh, we start off pouring some liquid into the forge, forging a helmet, giving it to what I assume is a foundling. Uh, a giant alligator monster attacks. They can't take it down uh, here in this group of Mandalorians, but the true Mandalorian shows up in his in one somehow out of nowhere with a baby Grogu and blows up the creature in spectacular fashion. I, I was actually surprised to see there's some gore coming off this thing, some viscera. <laughs> Not yeah, a thing they, I expect to see in this show. It's weird that they they show intestines and mm-hmm. beefy chunks flopping around, but they don't actually show the wound. They don't actually show the Fair. cavernous hole it created. So, like, Disney is kind of wild in what they will and will not show. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but that yeah, was pretty I, cool. The, I, okay, the substance of this scene... I actually thought we were in a flashback when this started up because I was kind of shocked at like how they've reconstituted the Mandalore, the, 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 the watch, because uh-huh. it was pretty bare bones. The last time we saw it, they've, you know, got a, got a tribe of many more than two going now. Yeah. They're forging um, in a cave, I guess. Yeah. And, and I thought, uh, on like a paradise <laughs> tropical world, uh, I thought we were seeing Din get his helmet, you know, for the first time. Me too. Me too. Um, and I thought it was super interesting that this kid, right before he's able to finish his oath of the helmet, it was interrupted by this snapping turtle alligator thing. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be some kind of really le- weird le- loophole. And I'm like, clearly it's not Din, but I do wonder if they're doing something with that line. Like they're suggesting that, you know, they're, they're you know, clearly they're going to deal with with that. This is going to be a hook, right? Yeah, I, I assume it could be um, thematic in its tie-ins uh, with Din as as him not quite being a Mandalorian yet, um, or again, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I really like seeing the uh, the colorful armor on all these Mandalorians because I'm used to just like. Mando's solid chrome and then Boba Fett's like green, red, yellowish kind of thing. This has all sorts of blues and oranges and browns, all kinds of things. I thought it was super cool. Counterpoint, I I I like the I like the colors too. I think they need to decide on a palette and like how bright or muted it should be because I think it's looking a little Power Rangers-y. <laughs> it would if they were all like choosing a color but it seems like it's looking like somebody's old beat up car that they're trying to fix up right like they've got it a lot of are wearing explicitly mismatched armor that they're just i love it yeah yeah Yeah. i i don't know why anybody would choose that because like you see them actually painting it right you Mm -hmm. you see the armor turning this armor blue this helmet so Presumably they chose, yeah, I want my shoulder pad to my this pauldron to be orange and this other pauldron to be yellow and this uh thigh plate to be green. Or it's a sign of respect to the previous owner that you don't change it, and the reason Mando is allowed to go chrome is because he he's a rare Mandalorian that earned every bit of his Beskar. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, he brought them the materials to do that. So Yeah, he's the Mandalorian's Mandalorian. I mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's cool. I just think that, like, I don't know how many bright blue and primary red and primary yellow colors I want to see. Like, I like it when it's more wine and olive and, okay. um, you know, navy. I, I like it to where it's a little bit of a darker, so it looks like it's, you know, these are supposed to be bounty hunters. Like, I don't know <laughs> if it makes sense in going in as, like, Harlequin gestures yeah. in the battle. It, it might it might seem a little bizarre. The, the Pink Ranger's not sneaking up on anybody. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I love the one dude sweet business style minigun. I think that dude's cool. Um, I actually was really looking forward to see the Smith going into battle with her hammer. Uh, we didn't quite get uh, to see that before the Mandalorian, the Din came in there and just lowered the hammer. But uh, apparently, they've I, never fought one of these things before because they're attacking at like its strongest point, right? Like it, it clearly has yeah. some kind of thicker armored shell on it right. on its back, and they go in with their explosive and put it there. Well, come on, guys. They're trying to crack it open, maybe. But yeah, why not just put it on <laughs> it's, its like... soft underbelly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it's like, yeah, any joints in its armor. Um, maybe they think that's unsporting, because clearly they're walking <laughs> around with only 50% of their body armored, and they're just counting on people not shooting in between the plates. So they're like, it's uh-huh. not sporting to attack it at its weak point. <laughs> uh, I, I also... Um, I got a kick out of this kid when she puts the helmet on his head, even though he's got like shoulder length hair and there's no fucking way it could possibly form an effective seal. It hisses with that thunk, like, like it's got some kind of like, <laughs> it's making some kind of airtight seal. Uh huh. How? God. How? Uncomfortable. Like I buy, if you have like a turtleneck and the helmet inside has got some kind of magnetic seal, but there's no way that much hair is going to be able to effectively seal hermetically. <laughs> They have Mandalorians have prehensile hair. I don't know if you're aware of this, but yeah, the kid just pulls it back up or tracks it into the helmet. It's sticking noticeably outside the helmets. All I'm Shit. saying that'd have been funny. <laughs> if you, blown. What, what ultimate funny would be if it makes that seal sound and the hair just falls. Like it's like you got there's some kind of like laser seal is just anything uh-huh. in the way is getting it shit cut. So yikes. All right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that all happens. Mando asks about uh, the armor about redemption. Armor says not possible. Um, but Mando wonders if it could be because he has a Mandalorian relic with a Mandalorian inscription on it um, that apparently came from Mandalore, and he wants to go to the planet to bathe in the waters of Mandalore and earn his redemption. The armor agrees that this is the way, and this scene feels both necessary to catch you up on the stuff that happened in Book of Boba Fett and fucking redundant if you've seen it. Uh, they've it's literally like, oh, done this exact scene before. Yes. With, yeah, with the added I, wrinkle of I have an I have a artifact from Mandalore. Which, like, I thought it was interesting that the, the Smith is kind of like, well, that just proves that Mandalore's surface got turned to glass by a nuclear inferno, which yeah. kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I, I, it is bizarre that they almost word for word repeated the scene from last season. Well, no, not last season. The Book of Boba Fett. Right. After doing uh, it in the showing it in the recap. That's the one thing from Book of Boba Fett that they show you in the recap is this scene. Why would they then go make it again? It's it's because this is the most vital thing. Like this is this this you know him sure. losing the Razor Crest and getting a new ship is whatever. Him having Grogu uh, Grogu back in life. That's puzzling if you like. Seen I, I thought there would there'd be a great opportunity for when you know uh, Karga is like you got this creature back in your life. That's weird after your mission. Like I I I wish the Mandalorian had like expanded a little bit more. But that wouldn't be Mandalorian like. For him to be like, sure. let me tell you my backstory that I've been doing. Like he's very taciturn and laconic, yeah. you know. He could just say, "Can't get rid of him," or something, right. <laughs> you know. So it's like they don't have a great way to spill this information. Or maybe he could have said it like the the armorer could have questioned. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought you this foundling had a different way that he was going to walk or something. And and. Uh, but but yeah, I guess understanding his current quest, which is to bathe in the waters of the mines of Mandalore, is the most important thing to understand. Mm-hmm. But totally. it is weird that they don't even acknowledge the other stuff. Yeah, and I you know, for those that that, that small uh, group of people who are just Mandalorian watchers, it must be. I mean, you you're gonna have to go back and watch those like two and a half episodes if you really want to know. Sure. I mean, you listen to our our preview podcast where I kind of tried to outline for people who hadn't seen it what happened yeah. in those episodes, the the major beats anyway. Um, or, yeah, just go watch the episodes. They're not that long. And honestly, it's the best part of Book of Boba Fett is the stuff that Boba Fett is not in. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't it's think too, like, it's it. like like watch Return of the Mandalore. The Mandalorian is the episode and then the episode after that. Then that's it. Gotcha. Uh, so Mando and Grogu fly 
somewhere. We'll find out it's Navarro. Um, on the way, Grogu sees some creatures in hyperspace, which I didn't know were a thing. I don't recall ever seeing something like that. And he's worried, so he cuddles up to Mando. Uh, Jim, I'm a Warhammer 40k fan, and if you see some Cthulhu Lovecraftian horrors in the warp, no, you didn't. So, no, I don't. You, like, if you think about them, do they come for you or something? Or? Sure, yeah, that's something that can happen. Uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> okay. think it's it's I think it's an inherently cool concept mm-hmm. that creatures that dwell within the warp, they yeah, extra look, dimensional creatures. Sure, they definitely look Cthulhu-ish, and I feel like Grogu was frightened of them. So, like, I don't know if mm-hmm. this is just because sometimes Star Wars will just do like an awe-inspiring thing, like, hey, space worm and an asteroid. Doesn't really mm-hmm. go anywhere. Doesn't say it's just it's just a thing. They could be like monsters in the warp. I, I I don't know if we're going to do anything more than just look at them. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I thought it was cool. Uh, and obviously very, very cute in this scene. Yeah, like I, I love the fact that because that's my big question is like, what if he gets scared up there? He's got a little crawl. He's got a little he's they, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but he's got a crawl. He's got an express tube that goes from his bubble to the Mandalorian's lap. Yeah, I'm trying to what I'm trying to piece together like what would be the purpose of that with an astromech droid, like the ability to repair some below the bubble problem. How the fuck is an R2 unit going to slither through any kind? Have you seen the design of an N1 starfighter? I don't think this it's is, possible. This is I think exactly this is what I mean. But could could the pilot reach into the compartment where the astromech is? And maybe do Man. some minor repairs. I I just can't imagine like a possible use for a passage from yeah. that bubble to I, the I internals think, of the I ship. I think it was added. I think it was added just for Grogu. Also, it seems like such a bad idea because if that bubble pops, which has got to be a weak point on the ship, then all of your oxygen is evacuating out of that ship, right? There's a clear... True. Like it's all part of the internals of the ship. Well, that's the other argument the against the, the astromech thing is because the droid was always exposed to space, you know, so... Yeah, but it's a droid. Who a... cares, right? Well, but yeah, but if he's going to be able to enter the cockpit, like there's an airlock system... That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It doesn't make a lot of sense for Grogu to be able to climb through there, but okay, sure. I think What's-Her-Face put a bank tube in, you know, like those pneumatic tubes right. where they send, they, that you send in checks and they send lollipops or milk bones in back. I think it's it's one of those things where Grogu loads up in the capsule, it makes the thump noise, and he just pops mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right, they arrive at Navarro to meet an old friend, which turns out to be Grief Karga, who is now High Magistrate. Uh, grief Grief offers mando boy that's hard to say uh, a cushy life of wealth on navarro mando turns down the offer uh and a droid then comes in and says there are pirates in the city uh lots of cool star treks or star trek star wars stuff here you got a tree full mm-hmm. of salacious crumbs yep yep you got a, a frosted c3po unit uh, the statue to IG-11 which I thought was yeah. just a cute nod but later becomes vital to the episode mm-hmm. um, and this is very much like Billy D. Williams showing off Bespin to Han Solo you know totally. he's got the cloak and he's talking about how awesome it is and how he hopes to maintain his independence with the it's yeah it's it's neat Um, and him instantly trying to like land the Mandalorian because he needs a marshal and <laughs> Uh, he's like, you know, he, yeah. it feels like, it feels like, um, Wyatt Earp's first day in Tombstone, you know, when they, uh, in, in the movie where they got the, the sheriff there trying to sell him hmm. on, oh, you should buy a steak in here. And you, cause uh, this guy's got, this guy's got his, his, his fingers in all the pies, right? Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, boy, you hate to see Navarro being, uh, I guess taken over by the British colonial power structures, but I guess that's what he's talking mm. about here with the landed gentry stuff. Um, yeah, that's that doesn't sound necessarily pleasant to the. Yeah, they're saying it's a, it's a paradise here. Look how right. amazing everything, and then he whips out landed gentry, and I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah, it's just okay. this egalitarian paradise of free trade and the rule of law with landed gentry and guys walking around in golden cloaks and making mm-hmm. making deals, wheeling and dealing. Also, belters mining asteroid fields at the edge of the system. I've seen mm-hmm. the expanse. That's not going well. Yep. Check back. 
check back in Navarro <laughs> in a hundred years and let's let's see what kind of sh- oppression sets in. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like Grogu spinning the chair with the Force. Oh my god! I don't I really think Yoda lo- would approve of this frivolous no, use of his powers, but I love it's, it. We never see this in the series where like a kid's just, and like, but it mm-hmm. still uses that like base rumble of like the Force being used, like when he's like popping a red hot into his mouth or uh-huh. he's spinning a chair. Like every time he spins it, you hear the rumble just kick in for, <laughs> you know, like it's like Yoda lifting. <laughs> Luke's X-Wing out of the swamp. Same sound effect for him popping a red out into his mouth. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. No, it's good. I I like seeing what a kid would do with the Force. Not not Anakin, right? Yeah. Anakin never used it for anything fun. Yeah, pod racing looks fun. And killing the men and <laughs> the women and the children, too. Fun. <laughs> I mean, women and children, sure, but men? Good Lord. That's work. Yeah, that's not fun. All right. Uh, so yes, I really love the statue to IG Eleven. I think it's very cool when it comes back here later in the episode. Um, but it was cool <laughs> just as like a, a nod to the, the one of the one of the droids. So that's the thing in Star Wars that they don't do often is value mm. their droids appropriately and their droids' role in society, right? Uh, and I feel or like IG Eleven got his due here. Some could say they're non-human compatriots because. Uh... Everybody in the, the, the Death Star Trench Run got a medal, except for the droids except and the Wookiee. For the Wookiee, yep. Yep. They can get fucked. Luke, Han, medals. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca sitting right beside Han. Probably a fair amount of chewing his ass out to get him to change his mind on the whole thing. No medal. I, I hear they taxidermied Chewbacca and put him as a statue in the, on Yavin 4. <laughs> To, to honor him uh-huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> that's that's what i heard was done but i could be wrong uh i don't really know how long it's been here i guess uh between the navarro we see before and the Navar- navarro we see now it i read feels an like a long time where favreau's saying two years is how long uh Grogu okay. spent training with luke which I, feels... I guess i could see it but I I don't know what that means for the greater timeline. Mm-hmm. Like I saw some people seeing that seem to be both too long and too short, given <laughs> what everything else is going on. But like you know whatever, it's two. Years. It wouldn't surprise me if they haven't perfectly calibrated that. There's also a little. I mean, there's a lot of that in Star Wars canon. Like Empire Strikes Back, how long was uh, Luke on Dagobah? How long did it take uh, Han to crawl with no light speed from where he was at to the Bespin system? Sure. Like six months, a year, two years. We really don't know. Yeah. All right. Grief goes to meet the pirates. Uh, the pirates are led by Vane. He grief invites them back to his office. They want to drink in a school instead and get pretty pushy about it. Grief and Mando have to kill most of them and then send Vane on his way to tell his boss that Navarro is no longer friendly to pirates. And then grief offers Mando a position as marshal. He's trying to make Navarro independent, and Mando turns him down again, then asks to get IG-11 back in service. <laughs> I love that. Uh, do, you, do you want to be... Uh, I want you to be on my marshal, Mando. What about Cara Dune? Ah, uh, she's problematic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, the other things are they're kind of hand-waving, right? Like... It's interesting yeah. to see which characters they do give appearances to and which characters they hand wave away. So Gideon is gone. He's sent off to a new Republic War Tribunal, probably war tribunal. either executed or imprisoned for his entire life. Cara Dune, recruited by Special Forces, so she's not going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one we do get is Bo-Katan, so you know who they're actually going to have as recurring characters, right? Yeah, Bo-Katan gets Although, an appearance. The rest of them get mentioned and gone. I wouldn't be surprised if Gideon may, finds a way to break out of that war tribunal. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I, I really doubt Cara Dune is coming back. I like this pirate standoff. It's got my favorite trope in good guy fiction, which is the actual ringleader is going to get off with his yep. life. All of his underlings executed in cold blood. Yeah. Shit rolls downhill, man. 
And even the Mandalorian's <laughs> I like, I don't know why you let this guy free. He's like, oh, he'll spread the word that we're not going to be fucked with. No, he's not. No, he's, he's going to come back and try and murder you. Did That's you see that battle cruiser? Do, do, do you think that Navarro is strong enough to repel that? Because like I was thinking pirates and they, they got these little pirate fighters. And I'm like, that's about right. Sure. But he comes around an asteroid and it's like this almost Imperial yeah. Star Destroyer looking thing. You're going to get glassed, man. Yeah, they can, they can probably wipe Navarro off the face of the planet. Is Navarro the planet um, or the city? I'm, that's Navarro's a good the planet, question. right? But it's also the city. Uh, I uh, I think maybe it is know. the settlement on a planet. Um, the thing is, is I thought this. Have you, are you familiar with the Eclipse class Star Destroyer? Uh, no. So this is um like a ship bigger than the Executor class. This was like in a bunch of comic books and I think video games, but it has that very recognizable like ship prow on the front of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is nearly as big because that thing's like, again, bigger than even an executor star. Uh, star Destroyer, which is already like 12 times bigger than a regular Star Destroyer, which is already a fucking mile long. It's These are huge ships, but uh, I thought it looked exactly like one of those Eclipse class. Dreadnoughts. Yeah, it does. It does look a lot like it now that I'm looking at it. Uh, I know. Yeah, I think Navarro maybe, maybe is a similar planet. design, different scale. I, I don't know that this city has a name. It's just a city on Navarro is how it's described everywhere. That yeah, it's our, it. so our Navarro producer says, yeah, it's, it's got its information. It's a, it's a volcanic planet on the outer rim. It was notable as being the home base of the Bounty Hunters Guild, so... How could it not have the city not have a name? That's wild. Okay. Yeah. It's like Mos Eisley is not the name uh-huh. of the planet. It's Tatooine. Right. But it'd be weird if Mos Eisley was just called a city on the planet Tatooine. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there are other cities. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe Navarro is not. It's a lightly, it's, it's, it's a lightly uh, settled world. Could be. But I, I do also like the fact that, like, you know, they're implying that this cantina, that this is where uh, Karga ran all of his bounty hunter books from. And like, yeah. the, the, like the pirate said, it's like, I can't believe you, you've turned into a school, the place you planned so much murder and mayhem from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a different it's a different time. Right. I mean, that's that should be a symbol to you of what he wants to do here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. uh uh, high, what is his name? High, high, high magistrate. magistrate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that's not that's not high magistrate Karga. This is now <laughs> high magistrate, magistrate Karga. Karga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got high, and then he realized we probably shouldn't be drinking and killing people. We should probably be true. learning things. True. Uh, I really like seeing the Quarren. You don't often see them. They're the squid face aliens. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of others that look like uh, dog it's a real... types, and yeah, I know they have a name. Yeah, uh, I think they were like, weren't they in the butcher outfit that uh, the Mando busted up in the previous season? Maybe. Um, but there, yeah, there was a lot of. I saw Trandoshan mm, uh, okay. in the later ship scene. There was also those Weequays uh, that like work Java skiffs a lot. You see them. Oh, uh, that's what the yeah. I was trying to place those guys. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a, like there's a really motley monster looking things. A real motley uh, bounty hunter crew. Yeah, totally. I'm not um, bounty hunter pirate pirate crew. Yeah, and we learned about this guy uh, pirate king Gorian Shard, who we'll meet later, <laughs> which will be interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you know what says nothing says high magistrate quite like two service droids holding the corners of your cape as you walk. That's so extra. Nothing says says landed gentry British bullshit more than holding your cape. Servants to hold your cape as you walk. Get it's a, a very cape, Apo- It's a very Apollo Creed thing, right? Car- like, you know, Carl totally. is the showmanship. Like, he would, if he could, he would have little tiny robots holding his, his uh, boxing <laughs> robe, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Count of Montefisto would definitely have mm-hmm. droid droid uh, people attending his train. Uh, all right, let's go to the montage where Mando rebuilds IG-11 and immediately it gets up and starts trying to kill Grogu. So they have to kill IG-11 again to stop him. 
Uh, Grief offers to have his droid smiths fix up IG-11, and they try, but his memory circuit's broken, they're hard to find, but they say if Mando can get a replacement, they'll fix him. Side quest time. You thought we were going straight to Mandalore? No, no, no. We no, got a whole we're gonna season. Have we got a fetch quest. Probably uh-huh. six of them we got to do before we can go take a bet. You know, before you go bathe in the mines of Mandalore, you got to get the bath bar of Bespin. Uh, <laughs> that's a bar of soap. And then you're going to have to get the back, back the scrub scrubber. The scrub brush yeah. of, of, of Bo-Katan. Yeah, you're going to have to assemble all the, the sacred robe of Mandalore. <laughs> Uh, the fuzzy slippers of destiny. You're going to need all those things uh, before you can take a bath. And mm-hmm. this is just a first step. Um, I thought the scene of uh, IG 11 coming back to life and kind of like dragging itself around like a zombie was cool. Yeah. But I didn't think they sold the horror of it. Like Carl Weathers was just like, this is the, t- this is a Tuesday that's happening in my office. <laughs> and Mando's like shooting like, uh, accurately but ineffectually and the thing is grief grief has to put down one of those cape carrying droids like every other week like that's they get <laughs> they, they just get, go yeah yeah they they get fed up with their lives and they want more and he has to just murder them in cold blood yeah they they he gets them new out of the box they last about a week until they realize the horror of their existence is this is it i'm just going to carry <laughs> mm-hmm. this guy's cape around for the rest of my life and they either blow their digital brains out or they go rogue and try to kill every yeah. flesh bag in the room. So, yeah, he goes through <laughs> a lot of them. Why do you think he's got such a good r- r- relationship with the Enzelians? Uh-huh. He has to revive a lot of droids. Would you, you, how do they pronounce these? Enzelians? Enzelians? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. So this is the species that uh, Babu Frick, the breakout of uh, Rise of Skywalker. They, oh, they got to get those in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I thought right. that's a cute. And I scene. like these guys. Yep. I just like everything is miniature. They get these b- giant blast doors, but then you see uh, grief kneeling down and like he's repeating everything they're saying in pigeon basic. It's I. I, I, I love that see... Mando squeezed in there, right? Like he did. He right. have to take off most of his armor to get in there. His 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 jetpack for sure. It's like yeah. it's like Luke in in uh in, in Yoda's hut. Totally. You know, like he just got this giant dude just like folded into this space. Hmm. And then they, uh, they, you know, they, they're doing the cute Star Wars thing. They did it with Yoda, like you said. He, he'd be like, mine, mine. These guys are like, bad baby. Right, right. But it's not, I, I, it's, it's cute Star Wars, but it's not like Jar Jar Stefan and Banta shit, right? It's that's like. stupid Star Wars. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's cute. It's, this is, fa- this is family shit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and, and I really, I think it's a cool idea that you could bring back to life a statue you know it's it's like but it's kind of dark too this is the hero of their settlement and they could have at any time attempted to turn him back on apparently instead they left him as a statue yeah until his real best friend comes along and says actually you guys could have done this let's do it yeah yeah i thought that was wild mm-hmm. that like it shows again yeah there it's a droid's a hero but not heroic enough to fix him not right. even even like it'd be one thing if it's like you know mando we thought about it but like it turns out this memory core is just super rare we've sourced them from still the surrounding sectors we can't find anything so uh-huh. in the meantime we got him in a place of honor but it's just like nah yeah. we just gotta you know fished him out of the lava pool and welded on some bronze shit and there's our statue i feel like at the end of the season well, okay, they're going to get him working again. I don't think it's it's going to surprise anybody when that happens, right? Mm-hmm. I wish they wouldn't, and I wish at the end of the season they'd put him back where he was, and we just see a time-lapse montage of, like, 60 years on Navarro of, like, rain and sleet and rust and pigeon just, shit. like, degradation. Pigeon shit. Oh, they've got much worse than pigeons on Navarro. The size of the oh. shits that would hit IG-11 are... They blow your mind. Uh, yeah. I just want to see a time lapse of that as he slowly degrades and Navarro around him builds up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> IG-11, forgotten hero. A hundred years from now, people are like, why is there a statue of a robot here? I don't even uh-huh. know. So the, the plaque has fallen off. Right. Why Why is this robot leg on this, on this pedestal? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to see. Do not remove your helmet. We'll be right back. This is the way. 
back to the podcast because here's more Tribe of Two. Anyway, uh, Mando passes on his wisdom about being a Mandalorian to the little baby Grogu, which means navigating the galaxy, knowing how to pilot a ship. Uh, suddenly, Vane and several other pirates show up and chase them through an asteroid field, and they lead Mando to a capital ship where Gorian Shard is waiting. Um, in, in that big ass ship you were talking about, Mando makes a run for it and gets away. So ultimately, nothing of consequence was lost. Although we do learn a thing or two. I, I like how Mando is just completely not impressed with these pirates. He is just, mm-hmm. in fact, they film it a lot like in Batman Begins when Batman is like just like he's 100%. skulking in the shadows and he's taking them out one and they can't even know. And what's cool about it is it. like they're. He's doing this very badass thing where, like, one by one he's picking them up, but then they keep cutting to the cockpit, and Grogu is just giggling. So it's like, imagine <laughs> yeah. if Bat, you know, if uh, Christian Bale had, like, a, a, a two-year-old. Robin. And a Robin baby were carrier. standing in the shadows watching and giggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time he's swooping around and, and stringing dudes up, it's just you hear these, like, childish giggles. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of... It's kind of fucked up and subversive when you think about it. How much the fact that he's got this little baby in chain mail flying through this asteroid field, getting shot by six starfighters. It's horrifically uh-huh. dangerous. And it's like teaching him the, the pre- lessons, right? Yes. Like we just did the 24 hour Fast and Furious uh, marathon for charity. Um, th- this entire series uh, setup is essentially. Uh, Shaw with Vin Diesel's kid in a baby carrier. That Mm -hmm. whole scene, it's just, that's the series. That's the series. (laughs) And and especially if Shaw the whole time were like, and this is how you kill a pirate. And this is (laughs) how you... With a little bit of Leon the professional. He's teaching him the ropes (laughs) of how to kill... Yeah. Totally. Uh, And then then you see Swamp Thing slash... Salad the Hut. I don't know what this guy is supposed to be, but it's sell me pretty on this spectacular. Guy's, sell me on this guy's production design, because I think he looks like shitty Swamp Thing, <laughs> shitty Davy Jones. He's entirely too bright green. It's too oh, much yeah. just literally leafy shit on his face. I, is he a kelp monster? I, I don't know. He must come from some kind of aquatic or prairie planet, right? Surprised the Corns haven't just eaten him already. Yeah, he gets a Moncal crewman, and he won't. His face won't last a day. Uh, oh man, I've not seen anything like this aside from Star Wars parodies. Like literally, like Pizza the Hut it is, a is the pizza. closest thing to this it's just, guy. It, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It just I uh, it 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 felt kind of lazy. It felt like it could have had a few more revisions. It just didn't feel real. It felt very plasticky yeah. and and cheap and fake. I'm with you. It didn't feel real like, you know, the Quarrens do. or And it's or also too close to Davy Jones and uh, mm-hmm. the Swamp Thing. Yep. Like, we've, I mean, you can't have, like, a tentacle face monster pirate captain. That's been claimed. That's been done. <laughs> sure. I'm with and, you. And adding a Swamp Thing veneer to it, I don't think gets the job done either. You know? Yeah. Like, I come to Star Wars for truly unique things and jaw-dropping production design. This apparently... I, I, this guy feels like a major antagonist, right? Like, he's definitely going to not let this thing with Navarro go. Oh, like, no, I'm, no. He's coming He's coming back for revenge. Yeah, and I don't know how the whole, like, ah, damn it. Are they going to get Boba Fett and what's-her-fuck back? Like, are we going to have oh, a, essentially, yeah. uh, like, calling in the favor from Tatooine? Calling the bikers, the, the uh, speed no. bike gang. Yeah, get them in here. They can stop a lot. Did you see them in action, man? You know what? I'm going to say own. instead. I want to say the Mandalor- Mandalorian is going to unify all the Mandalores, and you, he's going to bring back a battalion okay. of Mandalores. That that will do the job. I don't think Boba, his lieutenant, and the fucking Vespa biker gang is going to get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about Timothy Oliphant? Bring him here. Yeah, him. yeah. He can be yeah. the marshal. I mean, shit, what he they, is a marshal. Yeah. How come they didn't mention him as a possibility? Because he's already got his own thing. He's already He already is a I, marshal I at a place that needs him. Yeah, he's got a, a whole town of people who rely on him, for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up, too, though. Uh-huh. That would make sense. But, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared for Navarro. This, this, pa- this captain seems bloody-minded, and uh, if he can't get revenge on Mando, he's going to turn to uh, grief. 
maybe you make IG-11 the marshal. Maybe Mando Ooh. comes back with the memory chip and it's just IG-11 is now the defense of the planet. I think it would be cool if droids got a little bit more of their due. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Take a little bit more serious as, as characters. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we're in the final sequence here where Mando and Grogu arrive at Kalavala, which is another planet in the Mandalorian system where there's apparently a Mandalorian castle and they find Bo-Katan there. He offers to join her in retaking Mandalore, but she has no forces anymore because she has no Darksaber because Mando has it. Um, no all, Dark Forces? No Dark Forces, no Darksaber, <laughs> nothing. Uh, they've all gone off to be mercenaries. And she tells him, you know what? You go lead him since you got the dark saber, you dick. Uh, And then he tells her that he's going to go bathe in the mines of Mandalore, so he's not going to do any of that leading bullshit. She thinks he's an idiot, but tells him where the mines are anyway. I like it. Uh, You know, she hurls a lot of counter accusations. You know, he's like, yo, you're just going to give up on Mandalore? It's like, hey, your uh, cult gave up on Mandalore a long time before I did, long time before before they even purge. And also, your Children of the Watch bullshit is the one thing that fractured our people along these religious cultural lines and made us susceptible to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, nothing magic about the mines. We got Beskar from it. Everything else is just bullshit. Um, yeah, it's ritual. It's not. It's not magic, right? Well, you can't... The thing about Star Wars is you can't ever say that because they actually is a mystical energy force that binds the galaxy together, so... Totally, but, like, and the there's reason a lot he's not a Mandalore that. is cause, it's not because he's lost his powers oh, or something. Yeah, 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 it's because yeah, yeah. he's been right. ostracized. Uh, what I'm saying is I, can't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't swear on a stack of Jedi writings uh, that, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that, that the, there isn't something mystical about that water. There isn't something magical and life-changing Boy. about it. Is Mando going to get superpowers? Is Grogu going to level up? Oh. Bathing in those waters? I wouldn't bet against it. All right. Because we know there's places that are uniquely steeped in the dark side, and there's places like, you know, that that cave on Dagobah. There's Mm -hmm. other places that are uniquely, like, like, uh, you know, uh, ley lines or positive uh, surges of the Force energy. So, like, yeah, I could see Mm -hmm. that, like, the minds of Mandalore have some kind of, like, positive midichlorian bullshit association or something like that why not is that where the jedi temples were set up along in those particular that's a good places? question i don't know I or whether that, it, but i could be wrong it, it, or it maybe it was an inverse relationship the fact that all of these light side people inhabiting this for eons made it positive because i think that's where they perhaps that yeah. they that the, the, the cave was steeped in the dark side because it was the layer of some dark jedi or sith at some point hmm okay is that in the um, novelization? Fuck of, me. Of I don't, God, I don't. If I, I don't know where I got all this 40 years of Star Wars history right. ram around in my, my brain. You know, video games, role-playing, comics, sure. novels, take your pick. Reading the backs of, back of Kenner figures. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Uh, so apparently the mines are beneath the Civic Center in the city of Sindari. So he kind of knows exactly where he's going. Uh, that's nice. But he's going to take some detours first. I hope he gets there and it's going to be like uh, Stardew Valley. The Civic Center's wrecked. Oh yeah, he's got to catch seventeen different Mandalorian fish, and he's got to catch. Uh-huh. He's got to. He's got to unearth seventeen varieties of turnip. And and he's got to have a, so he's got to go do a bunch of mining. Seventy got to get a three star platinum turnip the, to mm-hmm. to revitalize to drive the <laughs> the Mando Walmart out of town. So the ghost of his grandfather will bless the minds of Mandalore and I everything mean, will work out. He's going to have to. How else are you going to stretch this plot an entire 10 episodes, right? He's going to have to make an artisanal batch of peanut butter and give it to his sweetheart so that <laughs> uh-huh. he or she can get married. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for that's that's season four of Man- the Mandalorian. If I got anything to say about it, uh, this Bo-Katan to me, Katan, whatever, uh, feels pretty jaded feels uh pretty pissed about the whole dark saber situation do you think there's any chance she's sending him into a trap her forces are actually laying in wait they're not off being mercenaries they're waiting for him she might know more than she lets on about what lays ahead but i don't think she would send him into a trap i don't think so she wants that saber man she wants that saber. I don't know if she personally has to take it or if she can outsmart him with a group of her 
Yeah, I don't know why she doesn't challenge or... him. Does she not think she can take right. him in a fight? Maybe she she's grown just you know close to him and doesn't want to have to try and kill him. Or maybe she's just like you said, jaded and like I'm tired of yeah. these idiots. Wait, you know, because like everything <laughs> she says against the mysticism of their mm-hmm. culture has to show that she thinks this dark saber is a bunch of bullshit too, right? I don't. She, she I mean, she she understands its cultural value yes, of whoever yes, holds yes. it leads Mandalore, but she probably thinks that's very stupid. She should it, be yeah, like, that I'm sense. just the best Mandalore. You should follow me because I'm the smartest, most cunning, uh, most wise. Like, yeah. the fact that I don't have this magic stick has got to drive her crazy. And it's pissing her off that her people are abandoning her. Her, and, her group yeah. right, is abandoning her because she doesn't have this symbol of power. Instead when of some, all she needs is her own personal power, really. Yeah, and instead some dumb fuck backwards inbred cultist has got it and mm-hmm. has no appreciation for it. It must really drive her crazy. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that she's just kind of lounging, you know, on the throne, <laughs> like everything about her body language is just like she's given up. But it could be a trap. Could be a trap. In the famous words of Mr. Dr. Admiral Akbar. I assume he was a doctor. <laughs> yeah, Seems you think like they're gonna the type. You think they're going to give white. someone the, the command of the flagship, the Rebel Alliance, he doesn't have a doctorate, a post-grad right? degree? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. That was just an idea. Maybe it's a trap. But we'll see. We'll see. That's the end of the episode. Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about here? Uh, the fact that uh, Admiral Akbar's PhD is literally, this is controversial, literally an underwater basket weaving, which is a major <laughs> doctorate degree. <laughs> where he comes on from him. yeah yeah on his on it on, on their home world of corin mm-hmm. they all live they're actually on the corin planet right that's canon oh, with the that species lives up to get oh. yeah there's a mon cal and the corins are it's not it's yeah it's the, the yeah their their planet's definitely called mon cal mm-hmm. so the corins are the secondary species okay that feels right hmm if not, I know how you can correct us. Mando at baldmove.com. Uh, we will be considering that probably next week. Anything you got to say on that, I'll compile the feedback. Mando at baldmove.com is how you uh, tell us about the deep lore that we're missing out on in this uh, this year's series. Uh, your overall thoughts and opinions, your speculation, your pet theories about what degree, if any, Admiral Akbar holds. Mando at baldmove.com. <laughs> Twitter.com slash baldmove is how you follow along with everything that we're doing that's not Mandalorians. The best way other than just going to our webpage, baldmove.com, to see what we're on about. Since this is a brand new show, boy, we're in the middle of HBO's The Last of Us. We just took on Mando. We're in the middle of Picard Season 3, the final season. We're about to start up uh, Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Have I missed anything? We just did a Creed 3 review. We're about to do John Wick Chapter 4 in a couple weeks uh, follow that at twitter.com slash bald move. And if you'd like to support what we're doing here and get a ton of bonus content, like ad free feeds, uh, lunch with Jim and Aaron, uh, uh, the spoiler, uh, versions of these first run movies, check out support.baldmove.com. That's going to do it for this week of the Mandalorian. Let's see what happens next week. Until then I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.